Okay, so I just want to talk about how I've been feeling lately because it is Christmas time. And I talked about this so many times. Even I feel like I'm often reminded like I talk about this way too much. Like I should just not talk about it so much. But if it weren't something I was constantly dealing with and still in the midst of battling, I probably wouldn't allow it to, you know, be brought up so much. But because I feel like it's still directly affecting something I'm still battling, I constantly think about it because I feel like, you know, there's something to learn from it still. But, excuse me, also, I know one day I'll be at a place where it'll, it won't affect, it won't affect me as much as it affects me now. It won't be on my mind, you know, as much as it is now. And I'll be grateful. I'll be so thankful. Everything will make sense. Everything will be lined up. Everything will be great. And that's, you know, I can't wait to see that day. I really can't. But also at the same time, trying to definitely take heed when God says embrace every moment, especially the bad times, because one day they're going to be gone and you're going to miss them. You're going to wish that you had them or you're going to wish that you could, you would have embraced them more. So because it's Christmas time, I, I'm just sure I will just talk about what I'm constantly reminded of lately. First of all, I'm reminded that, you know, I have backslid, I've backslid a lot and that is pertaining to a bunch of different things, things that I think are big things that I don't know if they really are big things to God or not, but they're big things to me and anything big to me, I know it's big to him. And then things, things that I think are small things. So that's number one. Then number two is the fact that last year God kind of you know, told me that Christmas is not, you know, to be celebrated. That, you know, as a real Christian, to celebrate Christmas, it's like, it's redundant. And I hate that I grew up really glorifying Christmas, and especially when I was told that, you know, I was glorifying Christmas for the wrong reasons. The right reasons were because it's Jesus's birthday. So I always thought that, yeah, I was wrong for celebrating Christmas, but only because of how I celebrated it. I celebrated it for the gifts. I celebrated it for selfish reasons. And I was supposed to be celebrating it because it's Jesus' birthday, the day the Messiah was born. But so I tried to switch my mind over to that. Like, And for years, I kind of gravitated towards like Christmas is Jesus' birthday. It's about giving. It's not about receiving. And that's what I need to do. But that still never really felt right in my spirit. So last year, <clears throat> Jesus revealed to me that Christmas is not to be celebrated at all. Ten days before Christmas, well, actually, the third day after, the third day of December last year, Jesus had revealed to me to start fasting and fast for 40 days. I wasn't able to make it to 40 days. But I fasted most of December 
and 10 days before Christmas, I fast the entire 10 days. I could have went longer, but I had said in my mind, like, I'm going to go until Christmas Day. So, during this time, Jesus had kept telling me, you, you're fasting until Christmas, but Christmas means nothing. Like, I want I want to say Christmas. Yeah, Christmas means nothing. December twenty fifth, that day means nothing. New Year's, that day means nothing. And I don't want you to, if you're really dedicated to what I'm trying to show you and bring you into, and the lane I'm I'm trying to put you in, you need to understand that these holidays are setbacks in your faith. And if I'm fasting until Christmas Day, like I have to celebrate Christmas, I don't want you to think that that's going to make a difference in the battle that you are in and facing. Honestly, it's a hindrance. So, yet still, I would say, you know, this is what I want for Christmas to God and it was unselfish thing, so I thought I was doing something. I asked for my family to be back together for Christmas. That's all I want. I don't want anything else. I don't want gifts. I don't want. I don't even. I don't. I don't even. It doesn't matter to me if I get anything outside of just my family being back together. And still, that that didn't strike. Like that, I noticed it didn't affect God, as other things do. So, I wondered, like, why wouldn't that affect God? Like, that's all I'm asking for for Christmas. After, you know, I felt like throughout this battle, doesn't it mean something? And God was showing me that Christmas does not matter. So, even on Christmas last year, I was still battling. And I was still fighting just like any other day. It was not, you know, it was not set apart in almost any way besides the fact that on Christmas that day I just wanted you know to be able to enjoy Christmas and I was still fighting and I remember thinking it's Christmas time like who could be so evil and I just remember like it's just not it just didn't matter and like on Christmas though I do remember I broke my fast that day like I wanted to just relax. I wound up cooking and backslid into drinking wine, which was a really bad thing because I had stopped drinking wine ever since the beginning of December. And it was making so much of a difference. So that was horrible. And then that's when something happened where I was still battling and fighting something And it felt like I was dying, but I felt something or someone pull, whoever it was, which I believe it was a girl or a woman or female, whatever, off of me. And it was like, for Christmas. And I was like, wow, you know, you actually finally did that. Like, I felt like that should have happened sooner I feel like people should have considered that more but in but in reality I now realize Christmas does not matter but around this time this is what I've been thinking about 
how this individual was like, I hate you, I hate you. And it only lasted for a few minutes. It only lasted for a few seconds that this person was pulled off of me because immediately I thought to myself, this is like, I guess in a way, I might have been ungrateful, but I don't feel like it's ungrateful because they weren't doing anything for me. But the thing is, like, I was immediately like, wow, this, the first thing you do, like, th- like this is your idea of helping. And I immediately realized in that moment that Everything that was being told to me, every narrative that was being pushed, everything that they were trying to make it seem like happened was, in fact, a lie. But in reality, you know, I should have already known that after what had happened that day. But it was just still this ongoing battle of, like, what I feel like Jesus revealed to me and what was actually true actually wasn't. So... Jesus revealed to me that a lot of the things that were being told to me and and done weren't even real, that these individuals do not know me, and that I was being, like, played by my sister and by her cousin and by her mother. But this that happened afterwards and things that continued to happen afterwards pushed a different narrative, said something different, and I'm just still in debate, like, Jesus does not lie. Jesus tells the truth. So was that Jesus? And of course it was Jesus. Who else can break strongholds off my life that, you know, I haven't been able to break for over seven years in just a couple of hours? Who else can do something like that but Jesus? And deliver my sister because I saw it. I saw it. I was there. I heard Jesus. Like, I felt Jesus there. I felt his presence. And you can't tell me that that's not what happened. But it's like, but if that is what happened, then the other part of it is, you know, the confirmation that all of that was a lie. This person does not know me. But it's like, so what part is true and what part is not? And and that's the most, I think, I think that's what affects me the most. And I've backslid also into that mindset of being, you know, kind of lured and kind of like tricked and kind of like enticed into thinking that this individual is, you know, here, there, whatever, actually knows me, whatever, has something to do with this, whatever. I mean, under the circumstances, I don't think you could blame anybody for the different things that I battle and I face. You know, if God wouldn't have given me the spirit of wisdom and discernment if I didn't need it. But I just debate, like I battle, like, you know, how much is actually true and how much isn't. I try my best to keep my faith in God and keep keep my trust in God and know who he is regardless of what is going on. But so many different things lead me into different revelations of God. And it's like, what is true and what isn't? Because in the midst of worshiping God, even after Christmas, well into the next year, different things happened. Like, for a second time, it was revealed that I don't know this individual. But every single day, or this individual doesn't know me, 
But every single day I hear this individual's voice, this individual's laugh, this individual's character, I guess. Because I wouldn't otherwise know this individual besides what I've been experiencing. And then on top of that, everything else that goes on around me and when I'm out and about in this world. And then my family, you know, different things. They wouldn't ever say it out of their mouths, but like I know them. And knowing them, even if I don't know who this person is, knowing them and who they are my whole life, knowing the different things they do, their characters, like seeing that in the same arena, in the same environment, in the same, like in the spiritual realm, I realized like that's real. So how come this is real, but that isn't? Like, what is real? So, I saw a prophecy foretold a year before that Christmas. It was the the year before last Christmas was when I saw the prophecy foretold that I'm a demon hunter and my kingdom that God has given me has been burnt down to the ground by an evil demon witch. And it's that's amazing because it's built by God. So it's the the I had a cell in my basement of my castle that held demons, especially made for demons that could never get out on their own. Yet this witch was able to burn that down. And I'm sent here to start fresh after that happens, but also to complete this battle because one thing that the da- the demons were, you know, so frantic about was the fact that Jesus is coming back very soon and I'm holding them for him. I'm a demon hunter, not a demon slayer at the time because I had never killed a demon. I was not meant to kill them. I was meant to imprison them until Jesus comes back to get them. Then he throws them into the lake of fire. So that's what was... That all of that was shown to me before I even was well enough versed in my Bible to realize that's in Revelations. So I, after these things were shown to me, the Bible backed up all these different things, everything. So it's like, how much of it is really real? I'm sure I can find a Bible verse to back up everything that God has revealed to me, everything. And it's amazing because I didn't know it before he said it. For he showed me. So I know this is something that makes me, that confirms that God is real. But yet still all these different things are going on that, that seem impossible. Like for example, in the Bible it says that the devil cannot tell the future. Only God can. But his satanic agents were the ones telling me future prophecies. So are they getting it from him? But also in the Bible it says that anytime... God wants to test you or anytime God wants anything to happen to you, he, 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 the spirits jump at the opportunity with ideas and different things that, you know, they come up with on how to get that come to get that to come to pass, how to test you, how to be able to do things. So they're always around. There's not just good principalities there are bad principalities there are evil wicked principalities in the spiritual realm that's also in the bible so he's allowing them they're they're coming and asking for permission just as well as satan had to ask god for permission to touch job 
So they have to ask for permission, and they're asking for permission. This is all God's doing. So that means that God is behind everything. He's in control of everything, which is also in the Bible, which we all know. But if that is the case, then, you know, why does Satan get so much credit? Why does he get so much rep? And why does everybody say it's Satan and Satan and Satan? So I remember that Satan tried to get me to, you know, really contemplate this and try and turn me against God because of this. But what hurts me is because it feels like the deeper I go with God, the more I realize and the more I question whether, you know, God is always right. Now, I've actually encountered God and I had a a judgment. Like, I've actually been there for my judgment. I was in heaven and I had judgment. I was on trial. But the Bible says that nobody will know whether they're going to heaven until the day that they die. I'm still alive. And when I woke up, I was told, you're the only person who will have lived to say that they actually went through judgment and still lived to talk about it. When you see God like that, when you're on trial like that, you're dead. So God even told me while I was on trial, like, you're supposed to be dead right now. But I decided to show mercy on you and your life because this demon is trying to kill you. This demon which wants to kill you. But even though it's unfair that this demon which just comes and decides to kill you, you know, you would still be going to hell if it weren't for me. And even though I didn't do anything wrong, even though, I mean, I've done things wrong. I'm not innocent. I'm not perfect. But I, I didn't do anything to deserve it. So I still would have gone to hell because of what I've done in my life. I wasn't close enough to God to have made it to heaven. Even though that would have been an unfair death. And I would have been 22 years old dying, you know, by witchcraft. So he said, I show mercy on your life. And I didn't have to. And regardless of how unfair it is or how much you don't deserve it, the fact of the matter is you are responsible for the fact that you knew who I was and you were supposed to be close enough to me that at any time you knew you could die and you need to know where you're going or you need to have enough confidence in where you're going. And so that's your responsibility despite all of the unfair circumstances people die because of unfair circumstances every day and they are responsible for where they were with me on that day which is why we need to consider that every day every day you wake up in the morning you need to be considerate of where are you with god if you die today are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell where do you think you're going to go there's no way you could know because it's never by your goodness but by god's goodness so if it were ever up to anything you've done you you're going but since it's up to his goodness, then you'll never really know. But you need to be considerate of that every day and everything that you do. So when he said that, I said to myself, of course, I'm so grateful and thankful that you're showing mercy on me and saving my life. But how unfair would that have been for me to have died at 22 years old because, you know, some demon which you know find out found out who I was to you because the fact of the matter is they didn't want to just kill me because I'm just some random person I don't know really honestly because random people die like that as well and they go to hell 
But from my understanding, I was a target because of the fact that I was born a demon hunter. That's from my understanding, but I'm not sure because honestly, I feel like there's something tricky going on where it has something to do with just rank, getting rank up as far as being a witch. And also it has something to do with just jealousy or other things like that. Like it, I can't say it was God's fault. I can never blame God, but how unfair, you know, would that have been? If I had been killed by witchcraft and went to hell anyway still, even though I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I praised God, never praised Satan, never was on Satan's side or anything like that. And then I thought for a second, you know, what if I had just given my allegiance to Satan? Would I have lasted longer? Because at the end of the day, I was going to hell anyways. So I thought about different things, which of course was the wrong thing to do after God was showing me mercy. And giving me an opportunity to still go on despite the fact that I would have been dead by now. So in that moment, I saw that God was not, no tolerance. Like he really was like, like he's not, when he makes a judgment, he's always right. And he's always just and he's always fair. And he's more than merciful. And it doesn't matter if we agree with it or not. We don't know better than he does. I realized that in that moment. But even though it really upset me because I felt like when it comes down to it, you know, if I'm going to hell anyways, then what was the point of me putting in all that effort to praise you, to worship you, and to be a good person my whole life? If I were going to hell anyways, I mean, and then there's people out here who are not doing that and they have jurisdiction to kill me and send me to hell early before my time like it just felt so unfair but graciously I was given opportunity to still live but he did tell me upon completion will you make it into heaven he didn't say if I was making it into heaven for sure he just said if I am able to complete this I'll go to heaven So there's still a chance I can go to hell. But he says, you will complete this. So what confuses me is like, why upon completion, like as if it's not going to happen when you know it will. So I guess that's the motivation to get it done. But like, it's just, it was completely frustrating for me. Like, I just couldn't believe that things like this happen in this world. And I wondered at that time, like, Like I said, I'm grateful for God to save my life. But if there's a possibility that I would have went to hell anyways, despite every day that I spent in the Bible and every day of my life that I spent trying to be a better person, despite my mistakes, you know, what would be the point? And people die like that every day. Even though they put, you know, they've been givers, they've been believing in God, they've prayed they've read their bible they've tried to be better people they still go to hell so i'm gracious i'm i'm grateful for his grace i mean and i just feel a lot of times i'm conflicted with that fact like you know obviously fear god because you don't want to say the wrong thing and then like that be your opportunity and now you're going to hell you don't want to go to hell because i realized it was real In that moment, I know for a fact that it is real, 
But sometimes I just get so discouraged. I get so discouraged with everything that's going on around me. Like, I'm still in this situation. And yet, even though I chose God, you know, the one who didn't, it seems he has more respect for. It seems he cares for more because I was called to deliver this individual. This individual got out of this situation before I even did. And they're still going back and they're still making me suffer. And they're still torturing me daily. Even after I gave everything I had, everything I could in order to save this individual's life. And I'm still in this situation. And something that has been brought up so many different times lately if he loves you so much, if he favors you so much, why did he deliver her before you? Why did he let her out before you? It seems to me like he cares for her more. And it feels like that for me too. Like, he says he doesn't show any partiality and to forgive, but it feels like he's not forgiving me. So, I can't say that because obviously I'm still here and everybody says... Well, at least you still have your life. But at the end of the day, if I go 60 more years just to go back to hell, will I have said, or just to go to hell, will I have said, at least I still have my life? I have to be grateful that, you know, I'm still here. I have to be grateful for everything God is doing, has delivered me from but it feels so unfair. It feels like selfish people get the better end of the deal. There's so many different selfish people out here who are not thinking about anybody else but themselves. And so many different situations that I go through would have been avoided, otherwise avoided, if I had just been selfish and not decided I want to try and be a better person at least. But all things considered, I understand that, you know, they wouldn't be targeting a good per- a bad person or somebody who had no chance of heaven. They would not care. They would not bother me if I was like them. And therefore, I'm given more responsibility because of my heart. I know that I'm anointed because of my heart. I know that I'm given so many different, you know, blessings because of my heart I know that there is so many there's so many reasons why I need to be grateful for this position that I'm in considering that you know look at how many people are you know well just very involved and very concerned about everything that I do concerning God. If they would put as much effort into stopping me from praying to him, doesn't that tell me that praying to him means something? Even though I have to go through all of this. I feel that God could step in more and that I'm being punished for something. But I do recall earlier this year, as I worshiped God, I said to God as I cried, It's my fault, and I'm sorry. And he stopped me, and he said, you think it's your fault? And then I heard crying. Like, you think it's your fault? You blame yourself? And this is from, I believe, the opposite side. 
So there's a scripture in the Bible that says God even has the power to make your enemies like you. Earlier today, I was told I like you. Not that I care if this individual likes me. I mean, I guess I'm supposed to. No offense. I mean, glory be to God because I don't want to ever take for granted anything he's given me. But it feels like he's teaching me never to want to be accepted by anyone who is on the opposite side. So why should I care if my enemy like me? If my enemy likes me, shouldn't I be worried about that? What do you like me for? But I'm I'm convinced it's for all the right reasons. Regardless, though. I also realized that he's given me the opportunity and chosen me for such a task to be able to deliver someone from their detriment lifestyle so that they can be saved in the day of the Lord. And I try to be very careful with that because I'm not trying to act like I'm better than anybody. But the direction that they were going in, they would have gone to hell. And... I was given an opportunity to save them if I ever make it to heaven. One thing I definitely will want to be, you know, one thing I'll consider after I've already made it, you know, because you have to make it yourself. But one thing I would definitely consider is the people I would have wanted to made it. I would, I would have wanted to have been there as well. I would have felt horrible about them being in hell if I were in heaven. Of course, I'll be grateful I'm not there. But if I have the opportunity to make sure that they are there as well, then why not give it your all? This life here is so short and heaven is for eternity, so it's worth it. Even though every single day that this is dragged out, and and especially when it feels like it'll be for the rest of my life, I question like how worth it it really is. But I know how worthy God is. It just sucks that, you know, my life seems so unimportant. It sucks that I'm made to feel so unimportant and so worthless. Like, who cares? Like, nobody cares about my life. Let this happen to her. So, like, if she dies, like, nobody would even care. And I could possibly go to hell still. and Nobody would have cared. So, you know, taking that into consideration, but being trying my best to be grateful for everything, like he said, because he's always right. But I guess I will have to figure this situation out. I get all of these pointers and all of these different things happening daily. That tell me what I should or maybe I could be doing or what is the best option. But I just have to, I guess, do what I feel like is necessary or whatever I'm led to do. Because I even got to a point of worshiping God where I found out that not even listening to my heart can really point me in the right direction in the situation. Because my heart is even being affected and tampered with. But I have to put all my trust in God that he's going to make sure everything works out regardless. Especially after what happened and what's been happening. 
the future being told before my very eyes and all this different supernatural stuff happening before my very eyes. I could have very well died and went to hell and that's when I found out this stuff was real. So I have to be grateful. But like I said, it's a battle. And I'll just do the best I can to do what I'm led to do. But if I can offer encouragement to anybody, because I know somebody will definitely agree with a few things I've said. If I can offer encouragement, I'll say that a lot of times it's not even going to feel like there's nothing, no right answer. Excuse me. Despite what you've been shown, despite all of the different things that you had to go through, a lot of times it's not even going to feel like choosing God is the right thing to do or that you can ever do anything right. But one thing I can see at this point still, even when everything, all hope seems lost, and trust me, this is a terrible situation for anybody to be in. One thing I can definitely, you know, say is that no matter what you do, everything is for a reason and everything will work out because out of all I've done so wrong and so all over the place without any plans or any real control over my life, I still landed right there at that trial with my life being saved and I could have went to hell. I could have been dead. People die every day and they go to hell and they don't even know it's at the hands of witchcraft. They don't even know that your life was just being used to up some witch's rank. And that's how minuscule your life really was to one of these, you know, say one of these satanic agents. And you weren't given the opportunity to be saved because of your position. I was given another chance. So everything that I've ever done wrong, everything I've ever done right none of it really matters it all led me to this position it all led me to exactly where I am so I would say no matter what even when it feels like you can't follow your heart you can't make the right decision just keep going just keep going he isn't he is in control even when things are out of control so that's my advice and that's my that's my offer of encouragement. I hope that I can encourage somebody.